everyone and thanks for tuning in to episode 111 of the Glasgow's Green Podcast aka Gigpod. I'm Stevie and this is the final Derby preview show of the season and of course the review will follow soon after. So it's a Friday night, we're recording again for you guys for free and Ange Postecoglou has wound up all of Scottish football without even trying. Rizzo, I'm sure you would agree it's been someday. It has, and uh, I ended up missing a lot of the fallout because I had to go and uh, buy a shot for this sensational wedding. I'm going to be more of that in the future. But no, uh, I thought Andrew's comments were a good laugh, but unfortunately people seem to be seem to be a bit upset about that, but what can you do? And I suppose we'll just get right into that first then, because it was quite humorous, wasn't it? Now what happened today, if you haven't bothered reading the news or you don't know what we're talking about, now, big John McGinley is the source on this one. Of course, he didn't ask Angus, but when it comes to everything Ange, I just go to John's Twitter feed. A journalist asked if Rangers' Europa League run demonstrates how well Scottish teams can do in Europe. Now, Ange basically said, if you want evidence of how well Scottish clubs can do in Europe, there's a trophy I can show you just down the road here, mate. Now, what seemed to follow was a meltdown of biblical proportions, not only from, of course, we know that a certain fan base in Glasgow that we would never criticise, of course, John. Worked himself into a shoot over it, let's just say that. So you think, okay, well, you expect that. But then what followed was one of our favourite journalists, Ewan Murray. Now, he basically commented on Twitter saying, the constant printing and repetition of Ange Postacoglu's mate is now tiresome. It's a quirk, typical for Australians. It's not aggressive or cheeky. Have we start printing... Every Scottish football figure's eh, or you know, or you know what I mean. Obviously, as at Gigpod, we quoted that because we found it hilarious. And everyone's just sort of piled into you and Murray. And quite right, because in my opinion, it was very snide and passive-aggressive of you and Murray. And it almost seems like Ange Postacoglu, just for stating what is an obvious truth, John, it was almost like Ange was meant to pander and say just how brilliant they are. He's never going to be doing that. Ange has always showed respect this season to Rangers, I think. But a lot of people are just basically losing their head over something that, to be honest, is a non-issue, John. I can open that Scottish football and the, the the craziness of Scottish football for you. I mean, Ange was obviously going to stick up for Celtic, and he did like praise Rangers for getting to the semi-finals, and it is like, unfortunately for us, for us Celtic fans, a great achievement. I mean, if we'd got to the semi-final, we'd be non-stop going on about it and I'm sure they will in the lead up to the second leg but something over nothing really I mean obviously I'm just going to defend Celtic and of course we have won the European Cup the only Scottish team that will ever win that tournament so no I mean it's something or nothing but it just adds to the build up for Sunday I suppose but no Ange was absolutely right and I I did see on social media people were losing the plot and I, I don't just mean Rangers fans I mean fans of other teams as well who are no doubt hurting for some reason, probably because we're probably going to win the league. But uh, no, it's just yet another uh, yet another interesting day in Scottish football. It's never a dull day, and this really was nothing. But yeah, as ever, it's turned into a big thing, but what can you do? 
And for the record as well, our manager did actually say Rangers have done very well to reach the Europa League semi-finals. He just stressed that Scottish clubs going far in Europe is not some new phenomenon. Of course, that semi-final was last night. RB Leipzig beat Rangers 1-0 and Rangers now go into the game on Sunday. Pretty much like they did with the semi-final, John, where they were playing against Braga. It was a game that they were chasing the ball for pretty much 90 minutes. They didn't really create a lot of chances. But once more, that's not going to really factor into how they play on Sunday. It's going to be another difficult game and I don't think, John, as much as we are you know, marks for Celtic and fully behind Ange. I think the pair of us are realistic, John, to acknowledge that once more, it's going to be a really difficult match. It will be, because Rangers are, especially in Europe, a good team, unfortunately. I didn't see the game last night because, A, I was buying a suit, and then B, I cancelled BT Sport because it was ridiculously expensive. But uh, I'll maybe get it back in August or whenever we're back in Europe. But no, it will be a tough game. I mean... We all know the prize that said if Celtic won, we'll have practically won the title because we've been nine points ahead with three games to go. But Raiders will be determined to still win the league because they'll probably still think they can win the league if they beat us. And because there'll only be three points in it with three games to go, and we'd have Hearts and Tanadice and then Motherwell on the last day. So, no, I think I've sort of learned my lesson after I was. Been blase about the semi final, and I just thought, oh, we're going to beat Rangers, no bother. I was uh, made to look silly there, would you believe? Me actually admitting that on Gigpod. So, no, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a very hard game. I, I don't think what happened last night will really factor into it because, as far as I can tell, I mean, Rangers were, I think, mostly under the cosh for most of the game, but I don't think it was like non stop Leipzig attack from what I've heard. So, no, they will still be up for the game, and it'll be a tough game. Won't they be at our best? Like we were at Ibrox and we were at Celtic Park earlier this year to get the win. They need to come to Celtic Park and actually take the game to us, because they need three points. A draw's not good enough for them. Do you reckon Celtic will have that in their mind? Do you reckon Ange will factor that into how he sets up his team? Or do you reckon Ange will just go the same as always and just want to win no matter what? I think he'll go the same as always, and I think he'll want a replica of the game in February. But the game was won by half time and we were just non-stop attack from the first four or five minutes. I mean, I think we'll go... I know you said Rangers will try and attack and obviously that would maybe help us hit them in the break. But I think we'll try and get the game won if possible as soon as we can because, I mean, you don't want it to be nervous or edgy going towards the end of the game. That's what happened really in the semi-final. I mean, OK, wait the extra time, but, I mean, it was close towards the end. I think they got the equals with like 12, 13 minutes to go and... We didn't get the start we wanted in that game. We weren't like all out attack like we had been in the, the game at Celtic Park. And I think there is a big difference between the fact that it's at Celtic Park and the fact that the cup, fin- the cup semi was at Hamden. I, I think that does make a difference, just even the atmosphere. I mean, okay, crowds don't win your games, but they can make a difference. So, I mean, Ange has always said that he always concentrates on Celtic. He said it in the last... When I spoke to him at the, the press conference before the semi-final, ironically, he said they were just going to concentrate on Celtic. And strange enough, we didn't really start the way we have been in most games. I mean, our last, I think, five league games were scored in the first 20 minutes. And in the semi-final, we didn't really create anything, I don't remember, in the first 20 minutes. We were sort of slow getting the game started. So I think he'll just be concentrating on Celtic. Obviously, I have ideas about what Rangers are going to do. But I think it'll be mostly just what Celtic want to do and trying to get the game won as soon as possible. I mean, I I would be shocked if we were 3-0 up after 45 minutes again. But I think that's what the aim will be, to try and just constantly be on the attack and get the game won 
and this hugely important three points won as soon as possible. Rangers last night, they've been setting up 4-2-3-1 in Europe. But last night they went 5-3-2. They didn't really have a recognised striker playing. They left Sakala on the bench. They had a three-man midfield in John Lindstrom. They played him in like centre defence and a sort of sweeper role. It's very strange. I don't think you're going to see them replicate the same tactics um, like they did in Germany at Celtic Park. I reckon Lundstrom and Jack Ball play, though. They'll try and dominate that midfield again. What I think is interesting is that up front, they don't really have like an out-and-out striker. They've not got a finisher, they've not got Morelos, they've not got Roof. And they're up against the strongest defence in the league. And I reckon CCV and Starfelt really should be comfortable. But, of course, they'll have to be switched on. But how much of the fact that Rangers don't have an out-and-out striker, do you think, will affect the game or their game plan in general and how will we set up against it? I think they'll approach it trying to win it. And, obviously, it'll be a lot harder because they've not got a main striker. But they'll, they'll try and come up with something. I don't know if I'll be... I think I heard that Scott Wright was up front for them last night. Uh, I think Arebo as well was playing further forward. And, I mean, Ryan Kent could also play... For the forward, and I think him against Ralston will be interesting because Ralston really wasn't very good at all in the semi-final. So, we're needing a big game for him. But no, I think they'll be trying to win the game, but that's why we need to take the game to Rangers like from the start. We didn't do that in the semi-final. For some reason, we were tentative at best. I mean, they had that chance right at the very start where Ryan Kent blazed over the bar. We can't have that because, let's face it, people will be going to the game on Sunday, you will, unfortunately I won't, expecting to see us win and just clinch the league title basically. Obviously, technically we won't have won it, but we're nine points ahead with three games to go. So, I mean, Rangers will want to quiet the crowd down, but they'll want to try and win the game because they have still got a chance to win the league. Okay, we might be massive favourites, but if they won on Sunday, that would just... They'd think they could go and win the league and you couldn't blame them, so... They might not have a striker, but they'll be trying to still win the game. And it doesn't matter if... I don't know if you're going to talk, but I know about a Rangers fan we know said the game is no important. That's a blatant lie. Of course it's important to them. OK, they've got the second leg in the semi-final, but they don't, you don't think they don't want to win at Celtic Park and give themselves a chance when they leave with three games to go? Of course they will. So even if they've not got a striker, they'll still be trying to win the game and it's up to us to combat that. All this part with their fans about they don't care and it's another sort of friendly to them lying lying bastards honestly i can't stand it and they're just kidding themselves on you remember when we had the semi-final against Boa Vista? now we drew one we drew one one at celtic park and then we went to tynecastle we lost 2-1 behind the goal at tynecastle was teaming with celtic fans and everyone else were gutted when austin mccann scored in the dying seconds to make it 2-1 there was none of this ah we'll focus on the semi-final that's all what it's about we were fighting on all fronts. We wanted that league. We wanted that UEFA Cup. We wanted everything. The entire team, John, poured all their energy into winning everything. And that was a killer when Austin McCann scored that goal. So if you're honestly telling me that if Rangers fans who are at the game are watching on TV are going to be watching thinking, ah, this is just another friendly for us. This is nothing. I can't even begin to describe how much they're just lying to themselves. They were getting it. Uh, big licks when they beat us in the semi-final another game that quote-unquote didn't matter because it was like just after a European game and I was at that game against Hearts as well what a years ago where Austin McCann scored in the last one and it was just dreadful getting away that goal in the last one especially after I'd done some 
hilarious witty sticking my fingers up banter to the Hearts fans when we went one up through Henrik. <laughs> but uh, no, of course they want to win. That is just a lie. They'll, even if we take it into next season, that would place doubts in people's minds, I think. If Rangers managed to beat us twice in like two big games, that would like make it even over the last like since it was Van Bronckers versus Ange, that'd be two wins each. Obviously I don't think that'll happen. But I mean if it did, that would set it up for next season as well. Because I think next season will be nip and tuck, it'll be tight, because I think both teams are, in different ways, decent teams. I mean, I don't want to praise Rangers, but getting to the semi-finals of a European tournament is impressive. And we've been impressive as well, like, starting when you consider how poor we started, but we're on this ridiculous run in the league where we've uh, been unbeaten since, I think, September. So I think it could even like point towards next season. I mean, we'll probably both be different teams because I think that like, some players at Celtic might not be there next season. We'll talk about that in a different podcast. But no, of course they want to win. It's a derby, and of course they want to win the derby. I mean, it, especially this one that'll practically this well will really decide the league title. I'd say so. No, they'll be desperate to win the game, so they'll be pretending that they're no bored. And of course they were. Everybody's bored about this game. They're lying bastards, and that's never going to change. And they've been that way for. In the last 10 years, I wonder why that is. Anyway, let's talk about Celtic, John. As much as it's a friendly, apparently. <laughs> let's focus on the Celtic team now, John. And Ange has to make two big calls. We put an Instagram poll out, and the majority want to see Matt O'Reilly play ahead of Tom Rogic. I don't think the manager's going to go with Matt O'Reilly. I think he's going to go with Tom Rogic for this one. Do you agree, John? I'm not sure. And I did vote for uh, O'Reilly in the poll, I have to say there, for full disclosure. I think he should go for O'Reilly because I think O'Reilly was much better in the semi-final than Rogic was. None of them were fantastic, but O'Reilly at least like was in the game and creating chances. You could tell after 10 minutes that Rogic just wasn't up for that game. It was the exact opposite of the game at Ibrox where obviously scored in the first 10 minutes and he was excellent. And obviously Rogic is a fantastic player and we've seen him so many times like roll the roost against Rangers. And this will upset our good friend Dallas who no doubt is listening, but I would start O'Reilly. And I hope it does. I hope Ange does as well because your best performance against Rangers this season, the three 0 was with O'Reilly in midfield. See that performance. A lot of that I think was down to Yananovic as well because he was dynamite linking up with O'Reilly, linking up with Abada, and he was cutting in. You know, playing that role with the inverse fullback role so well. He was cutting into central midfield. He was taking a lot of their players out of the game. We running. I don't know if we're going to get that level of performance off Ralston, but Yananovic was so key to us in that game. And he was linking up so well with Abada and O'Reilly. Everything just came off for us that night. We're not going to see Abada in this game. And we're not going to see him linking up with like Ralston. I reckon it'll be Jota down the right. So I think JJ was a massive part of how we won that night. I don't think we'll have that same type of performance. But I'd love to be proved wrong with it. No, I think you're right. Because I think that JJ is a much better player than Ralston. No disrespect to Ralston. Who's a, but his standards an amazing season. And I'm sure he'll be well up for the game on Sunday, but I don't know, that might factor in his thinking. I would start O'Reilly, but I think you'll be right, and I think it'll be Rogic because he's proved it in the past and he, he is still a, a very good player when he's on his day. And if, if he is, like, on his day on Sunday, he could just control the game and 
drag us to victory. I mean, of course, he he was missing for that 3-0 game. So he was in Australia. He was coming back for the international game. So, no, I would play O'Reilly, but I think it'll be Rogic. And I think we also need a big performance from Rio Hitati. I think for the first 50 minutes or so against Ross County, very impressive. Massively tailed off, and we can't afford any passengers on Sunday. That's a concern of mine, John. No, he's a very, very good player, but he gets shagged out far too quickly. <laughs> Put it bluntly. I mean, if you go back to the, the game at Ibrooks when we were all watching it, me, you, and all the unnamed individuals, we were like screaming for him. We took off and Beaton to replace him, and that's what happened. And I thought Beaton was excellent. And I think Beaton actually might be back. I seen that on a Kedil Street Forum earlier that, earlier that Beaton might be back. Uh, so that's a big bonus. No, we do need a big game for him because I didn't think he was very good to tell you the truth in the semi final. He just didn't get into the game at all, and I was really surprised that he played so much of that game. I thought he'd have took him off when I think Ange made like three changes. I was sure he'd be taking off, but no, he was kept on. I mean, he obviously was fantastic in the 3 0 win. Even in that 2 1 victory at Ibrox, where we were desperate for him to get subbed, he still played a big part in the equaliser. We shot that was saved. But no, you're right, we do need a big game for him. And I, I sort of share your concerns because I don't know if he's yet got 90 minutes in him because. He's played some. He played like an entire season in Japan. I think that it finished in November or December, and then he came back. He moved to Scotland, and he's played like nearly every game for us. So he's played tons of football, just as much as like Abada or McGregor has for us. So, no, I share your concerns, but Ange likes him obviously, and I think he'll definitely start the game. And if we can get like 65, 70 minutes out of him, then that'll be a big bonus when we bring Beaton on, or even. James McCarthy. I can't see James McCarthy being involved in this one. What I do think Rangers will do is that I reckon you'll see Arfield and Davis again. We know how much they changed that game in the semi-final, but I think Celtic will learn from that, and I don't think we'll be tiring in midfield anywhere near as much as we were in that particular game. I think Ange will make changes sooner. He'll make more changes sooner to freshen us up, just like he did at Dingwall, and that's what you saw was so crucial when we got that second goal, didn't we? Up front. Now... GG hasn't scored against Rangers and neither has Kyogo. But we ran a Twitter poll. 62.8% of people want GG to start ahead of Kyogo. Now, John, we are both fans of the big Greek. But I personally would like to see Kyogo. I reckon he would run goals and ragged. And I think his movement would cause Rangers all sorts of problems. And guys like Jota and Maeda would thrive off that. I don't know what you think. I would like to see Kyogo start. And if it's not working... What an option it is to bring on Gigi, who has bodied him twice physically, and he's always really up for the battle against them. But what's your thoughts on that one? Well, I disagree with you there, because I would definitely start with Gigi. Not just for his attacking play, but he's also very useful in defence, like his set pieces, and like you're not, Rangers are a threat for set pieces. But I agree with you, I think it'll definitely be Kyogo, especially after how he played against Ross County. I mean, he easily could have scored three or four in that game. I thought him in direct message, as uh, a Twitter follower was laughing about, as I call uh, Dyson, were excellent together. And I thought it was interesting the way that sometimes Dyson drifted into the box, like for that one that nearly scored, and sometimes that Kyogo was over on the wing. I think you'll see them switch. But I would definitely start uh, Gigi because I think he's just made for these games. Okay, he's no scored, but he. He could have easily scored a hat-trick in the 3-0 win. He was a massive player for us in the win at Ibrox. I'm delighted that he's back, and I really would start him. But especially after the way Kyogo played in Dingwall last week and the fact that he scored, him and Jota linked up well, and his all-round game was excellent. 
apart from his finishing. But as you say, I mean, he could cause Rangers to defend through problems with his pace. I definitely think it'll be Kyogo starting, although I would start GG. And I think that the, the Twitter followers of Gigpod are correct. But unfortunately, I think that Ange will select Kyogo. And Ange has got most things right this season. So you can't really blame him for that. This is April the 29th. And it's one of the best days in the Celtic calendar. Do you remember how many amazing victories over Rangers there's been? And what ones in particular stand out? Has there been three? There's actually been four. On the 29th of April 2018, we beat Rangers 5 0 to win. Oh, aye, okay. That was in the years that football was very, very good to us and very, very bad to Rangers. 2017, as I was talking about, in those years that everything just went so well for us, we won 5 1 at Ibrox. That was a game mostly scored as well. 29th of April 2012, Celtic 3, Rangers 0, and that was the last ever old firm. If you remember that one when Charlie Mulgrew scored the diving header. So what was the other game then? 29th of April 2001, Henrik Larson's 50th goal at Ibrox. Oh, well, that was the best one for me because I was there. Yes, same That was here. a 3-0 game as well. But uh, that didn't really count because Rangers were like just about to restart again. You're kidding me on? Of course it counted. Well, it did, but they were, they were crap then. I mean, they were just about to die and start again. So they brought like 8,000 fans and they were just uh, for minute 1 to 90. It was nothing but nonsense coming out of them. Plus they beat us, John, 3-2. Thanks for connecting me there a few <laughs> wee seconds ago. At Ibrooks to stop us winning the league and they didn't shut up about that for about a month solid. So well, it was I, nice to beat them on that one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it that didn't well, okay, count. It counted, counted but it, Okay, it counted more than that, like 2-0 when Ronnie was the manager in the League Cup that one was a bit crappy but I mean of course every win against them counts and the new Rangers or the old Rangers but no the 3-0 at Ibrox was great because we hadn't won at Ibrox I don't think for 7 years 1994 when McStay and John Collins scored so that was a great one obviously the the 5-0 when we won the league was great but we were just ridiculously ahead of Rangers and the 5-1 at Ibrox the 5-1 at Ibrox was great because I mean we never ever scored a lot of goals at Ibrox I mean I can't even think he's scoring three at Ibrox, never mind five, and that was just like the, the perfect way for that season to end. I mean, Lustig's goal was fantastic, although I was I was going to make a crack there about, uh, I remember texting you that day and you were being blasey about it, like you were about the cup final, but obviously I wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> no, they were all good memories, and hopefully we'll get more good memories uh, this Sunday. And that's where I'm going to end it. This Sunday, John, give me your prediction for the game. Well, I won't go gung-ho like I did in the semi-final where I was million percent convinced to win. I do think we'll probably win. I don't think it'll be an easy game, but I think we'll just about age it. And I think it'll be Celtic 2, Rangers 1. That's exactly what I'm going for. Celtic 2, Rangers 1. I think it'll be a tense, nervous game. It, it shouldn't be. Can I just say it shouldn't be a tense, nervous game, though, because of the situation we're in with the league. But then it will be because if, God forbid, Rangers win, then it blows everything wide open again. So, I think it probably will be tension, right? I would hope it isn't, and we're on the front foot for like the very start of the game, creating chances. Like, what against Ross County, and I mean, obviously, Rangers are much better than Ross County, but I mean, if we start the game in a similar way, scoring the first 20 minutes, game like we've been doing in the, in the league, then we should be able to go on and win. But unfortunately, I do agree. I think it will be tense and a close game, but as long as we get the win, that sets it up for a... A title put against Hearts, again, that we'll both be at, incredibly enough. Can't wait for it, John. It's going to be a fantastic day, but focus on that after the game on Sunday. So I'm going to say Celtic 2, Rangers 1. I think we'll score two goals. Obviously, we'll score two goals. 
<laughs> Shut up, don't. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I think we'll score two goals to make it 2-0 and then I think they'll maybe pull one back. That's what I was going with. Shut up. Nobody lay into me at this point, all right? Okay, was, fine. That was all planned. <laughs> yes, of course. Right, anyway. Okay, that is our final preview pod before the derby. John, it's been a pleasure. Everybody, I'm Stevie. I'll let John do his outro. We will talk to you after the game. Myself and Reedsel will likely do a review on the Monday, I'm assuming. So, catch you then, John. Do your stuff. Yeah, we'll be back on Monday. So, thanks everybody for listening. You can find us in all the usual podcast places. But now you know where by now. We've been doing this long enough. You can catch Stevie on Twitter at GigPod, where he'll no doubt be doing lots of insane stuff in the lead up to the game. You can catch him on Instagram as well. Doing videos before, probably, maybe in the aftermath of the game, that remains to be seen. And he'll no doubt be on 67 Hail Hail soon as well. Are you going to be on after the game or not? Well, that's still to be decided. Hamish said, am I around? But I might have other plans on Sunday, so I'm not 100%. <laughs> but I'm sure Hamish will let everyone know. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Right. So we'll be back on Monday. Uh, hopefully, he talk about a Celtic win that all but guarantees the title. And we can all build up to a big party on next Saturday. But that remains to be seen. But thanks everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Good luck to Celtic on Sunday and hail, hail. Podcast Network.